You've been listening to a sermon audio resource from the ministries at First Baptist Church in Cedarvale, Kansas. We pray that this encourages you and challenges you on your walk this week with Christ. To find out more about what's going on at First Baptist Church in Cedarvale, you can go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Cedarvale First Baptist. Thank you and God bless. Uh, today, I, I want us to talk about baptism. Um, I, there's, a, there's a lot of confusion around baptism to some degree for folks, and I want to try to bring a biblical understanding of why we baptize, what the purpose of baptism is, and, and why we believe in it, why we believe we should be baptized. So I'm going to show you from Scripture... That, that Jesus put a really big emphasis, he put a massive emphasis on baptism. He put a, it was important. Um, some say that, that baptism's not important at all. And, and they think that, it's, that there's no, no need for it. No, it's not necessary. It's not needed. So there's some people that believe it's not necessary whatsoever. And, and then there are some say that it's so important that you have to be baptized in order to get into heaven. Neither one of those are right. Those are not taught in Scripture whatsoever. Today, I, I want us to look at the Bible and answer these questions on baptism. So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 28. So if you've got your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 28. These are the last recorded words of Jesus on, on earth. This is Jesus right before he left the planet. Um, he said these things in Matthew chapter 28. This is what the Bible calls the Great Commission. So I want us to see this. This is Jesus gathered with his um, 120 folks. So and this is just something interesting. Jesus ministered to thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands. At the end of his ministry, he only had 120 folks that were with him, his, his, his group. So you're in ministry and you're like, man, I just don't feel like there's a lot. I don't see a lot of results. Jesus had 120 at the end. So, and his ministry changed the world. Uh, But I want us to look at Matthew chapter 28. What does he say here? And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, and behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Now, so he ends his earthly ministry with this commission, go into all the world making disciples and baptizing. So this is his, this is his mandate for his disciples. Go, and, go make disciples and baptize, right? So... This is the last thing he said before he was taken, raptured from the planet. So if this was the last thing he said on his earthly ministry, you might want to, how did he start his earthly ministry? How, did it, how was Jesus' earthly ministry started? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Mark chapter 1. So if you just couple pages over, if you go to Mark chapter 1, you'll see what happened. And we're gonna, well, I'll, I'll read a couple of verses here in Mark chapter 1, starting in verse, um, verse 5. We'll just start in verse 5. Well, no, verse 4. John, appearing, baptized in the wilderness and proclaimed a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all 
the country of Judea and all of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, I want you guys to, because remember I told you, there are people that believe that you have to be baptized in order for there to be salvation. Now, I want you to understand that this is, this is important that, that we, this water that's in this tank has no salvation properties whatsoever. So just know that up front. There's nothing in that water that can save you. Absolutely nothing. It's nice and warm, by the way. So, Sam, thank you for making it warm. But it, it, there's, no, there's no saving properties in that water. Um, he baptized those that what? Confessed their sins. Now, John was clothed in camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts. Okay. A locust and wild honey. I've never tried that, Tyler. But... I'm, I'm up for the next men's event if we want to do some locusts and wild honey. So, and he preached saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I am. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to unstrap, to untie. I have baptized you with water, but, I, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, enter Jesus in this next part. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and he was what? He was what? What's the text say? He was baptized. He was baptized by John in the Jordan River. And now, he went, and when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open, and from the Spirit, and the Spirit descending down on him in the form of a dove. So, Jesus ends his ministry by saying, go into all the world and make disciples and baptize. That's, that's one of his, that's, that was his mandate as he ended. How did he start? He starts his three-year earthly ministry by being baptized by John. He's baptized in the Jordan by John. Now, notice why I said John's baptizing folks in the name of repentance. Those that repent of their sins first. So Jesus begins his earthly ministry by being baptized. So Jesus starts and finishes his ministry by pointing us towards baptism. So if he started and ended his ministry with such an emphasis on baptism, don't you think that we as the church should have an emphasis on baptism as well? That's where you, amen? So I, I want us, like I said, there's three views of baptism. Number one. Baptism is not important whatsoever. That's wrong. Number two, baptism is needed in order to go to heaven. That's wrong as well. There are people that make baptism a part of salvation, and it is baptism cannot take away a sin. I don't care if it's a spoonful or a lakeful, that water can never take away your sin. It cannot. Um, the Bible tells us that we're saved by grace through faith. Alone, Water will not wash away your sins. Christ alone is the one who takes away your sins. Your salvation is in Jesus and Jesus alone and what Jesus did on the cross. And so that's, that's number two. Number three, baptism is important. Why is it important? Because Jesus said it was important. We baptize because Jesus tells us to baptize. We follow his example 
and his command to go and baptize. That's why we do this. We, we baptize because it's important because Jesus said it's important. He told us to baptize, so therefore we need to baptize. Simply put, it's obedience. We're being obedient to what God has told us to do. So, now a lot of people say, well, Caleb, you Baptist, you, you baptize the Baptist way. And, but I got some friends and they baptize the Methodist way and the Presbyterian way and the Wesleyan way and the Catholic way. And they, they, they do it your way, you do it your way. So there's, there's really no difference. Anybody can baptize and it, it, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm going to prove to you from the Bible and the Bible alone that immersion is the only biblical method of baptism. And I'm going to tell you why we immerse, why it's important. Because if you change the picture and what we're doing here, you destroy the message of the gospel. So, in order to understand baptism, we have to put together a composite. Because there's, no, there's nothing in the Bible that just says, lays it out. We have to read the text and we have to see a composite of scripture. So I want you to, guys, I believe faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want you to open your Bibles, take your Bibles and go to Mark chapter 1 and verse 8. I want you to see, I just read this a minute ago, but I want you to see this again. So there's elements that are necessary. So go with me to Mark chapter 1 and we're going to start in verse 8. I have baptized you with water. So what is one of the first elements that is necessary for baptism? What's that? Water. We need water. Now, I want us to continue reading because it's not just some water. It's, it's a lot of water. Okay? So we've got the, we've got the, the idea of Mark chapter 1 verse 8. It takes water. Next text I want you to go to is John chapter 3. So go over with me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Turn the Bible to John chapter 3. John 3. And verse 23. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside... And he remained, he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at the Ammon near Siloam because water was what? What's plentiful. There was, there, was, there, was a lot, there was bountiful. There was a lot of water. There was a lot of water. And people were coming in and being baptized. So, number one, it takes what? Water. Number two, it takes much water. It takes plentiful water. Now, I want you to go to Acts chapter 8. Go to Acts chapter 8. Now, I'm telling you, faith cometh by hearing. Go to Acts chapter 8 and we're going to look at verse 38. Now this story... This is Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. So Philip is sharing the gospel with this Ethiopian eunuch. And they're going through this. And he's telling 
that Philip is telling this Ethiopian eunuch about Jesus and the gospel. And I love this in verse 38. And they were going along the road and they came to some water. And the Ethiopian eunuch said, See, there is water. What prevents me from being baptized? So, what happens next? Verse 39. And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water. And Philip, the Ethiopian eunuch, baptized him. So there's, a, it takes water, it takes much water, and it takes a going down into the water. So there's, there's, that's the number three. If you're taking notes, it's water, much water, and then going down into the water. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5 says this. I want you to see this because it, it's important that we see this. Because there's a bear, notice that there is a, what's, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'm, it's on my shirt if you wanted to. I'm helping you all cheat in class today. Death, burial, and resurrection. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 5. I want you to see this. It says this. Do you not know that all of us that were baptized, have been baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into His death? We were buried with Him in baptism. We were buried with Him in baptism. And then we were raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. So we're buried and then we're raised. So there takes water, there takes much water, it takes a going down into the water. Now what's, what comes next? I'm glad you asked. Go to Mark 1.10. Back where we started, back in Mark 1. And Jesus, Jesus, remember in verse 9, said that, that John baptized Jesus. And when Jesus, what? Came up out of the water. So let me just use, oh, I've, got a th- I've got my thinking cap on. If I'm down in the water, and I come, if I, if I come up out of the water, where was I before? If I was down, if I'm coming up out of the water, where was I before? It was, you were under the water. So, and Jesus, he came up out of the water and immediately saw in heaven. So, guys, it takes water. It takes much water. It takes going down into the water and it takes coming up out of the water. Now, there is a reason that this is a, is a picture of the gospel. Where, where's Colin? I need Colin. Is he in here? Colin, I need you. Imagine with me for just a second. Colin's in the water. Imagine Colin's in the water, say about right here. Now, if I... This is going down in... It takes water, it takes going down into the water. Now... Death, burial, he's under the water. How long are you going to hold him under the He's under the water. Now, he's raised to death, burial, resurrection. It's the gospel. It's a picture of the gospel. Now, if I die, thank you, I appreciate you. If I die right now, Oh, I touched your hand. I'm so sorry I touched your hand. <laughs> you know, 
illustration before and I did this Tyler Tyler and Kylie's jaw dropped when I first did that that illustration I'm not doing it again I'll reference it I I said I got this new picture of my wife Tyler's giggling because he remembers I got this new picture of my wife on my phone and I took the picture over to over to Tyler and I said here's the here's a picture of my wife and he looked and goes that's a picture of a donkey Caleb that's not your wife I said ah any old picture will do when people say, ah, oh, Caleb, any old picture will do for baptism. No. If you change the picture, you destroy the meaning. If you change the method, you destroy the meaning. And what does the enemy want to do? The enemy wants to destroy the meaning of the gospel. The enemy doesn't want us to know the death, burial, and resurrection. Because there's freedom in the death and burial and resurrection of Christ. There's freedom in that. Now, I want us to see how there's a version of the gospel... There is a version of the gospel that is rampant in our churches. And and I I think it it needs to be addressed. And it's this version of the gospel that is pushed out into the world around us. If you just believe and pray, just just believe and pray, just pray the prayer, walk the aisle and pray the prayer. And you're in. I need you to hear me. That kind of message is not in the Bible. Walking an aisle and praying a prayer is not in the Bible. What's the message of the gospel? That you're a sinner and you've broken God's law and you, you deserve God's wrath. All of us in the room have sinned. All. I was talking about this in Sunday school. I talked about it yesterday with my brother-in-law. Every one of us in the room has sinned. Period. Look, look, I can test that and prove my theory. You all ready? Now, you have to be a willing participant in this, okay? So I need you to, you guys, say, if you're willing to be a willing participant, say, I will. All right, all right. How many of you guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. If you're not raising your hand, you're a liar. Okay. How many of you guys have ever stolen anything regardless of monetary value? You guys just told me a bunch of liars, so I don't believe you, so. How many of you guys have ever used God's name in vain? Now, listen, I'm not judging anyone in this room. You all just admitted you're liars, thieves, and blasphemers of God. That's just three of the Ten Commandments. That's just three. That's just three. 
We've all sinned. When the scripture says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's this really big Greek word. All. It means everybody. It means everyone's sin. And we all deserve God's wrath. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin, because you've broken God's law, you deserve God's wrath. But God doesn't leave you in that state. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You say, well, Caleb, how do I find that gift? Repentance, repentance, repentance. The Bible is full of examples of repentance. And repentance is the key to finding salvation. Now, what is salvation? People say, well, Caleb, salvation is getting to go to heaven when you die. No, that's where you get to go because you are saved. Well, people say, well, Caleb, it's getting your sins forgiven. That's salvation. No, that's what happens because you are saved. You do get your sins forgiven. So, Caleb, what is salvation? It's getting God out of heaven, back inside of a man, boy, or girl where he rightfully belongs. That's salvation. It's getting God, because when you were born on this earth, you were born minus God. You were born depraved. You were born minus Jesus. And you hear the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ for your sins and your redemption, and you repent of your sins and put your faith and your hope and your trust in Jesus. That's where Jesus moves out of heaven, back inside of a man, boy, or girl where he rightfully belongs. That's how we find salvation. That's it. How can this happen? I told you, repentance. Sin cannot be in the presence of a holy God. So what has to happen? There has to be an atonement. There has to be someone who stands in the gap. There has to be someone who is your, he, he mediates on your behalf. He stands in for you. And who did that? Jesus. Jesus atoned for all of your sins when he died on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, he atoned for your sins. When he died on the cross, he took your place. He stood in the place where you belong to be. And therefore, God took your punishment. The God of the universe took your punishment and you get the righteousness and you get a right standing with the God of the universe because of what Jesus did on your behalf. Like, I want you to hear me because there are so many people that think this. Living a good life is not a way to find salvation because I'm going to just tell you something. The Bible says that your righteous acts, your good deeds are as filthy rags in the sight of God. Remember I just told, none of us in the room are good. We're all bad. Like that's the thing about us. I'm not good. And I'm, not, I'm not going to heaven because I'm good. I'm going to heaven because I'm forgiven. Like that's it. I'm not going to heaven because, man, look at Caleb Gordon. Woo, he's man. No, I'm going to heaven because Jesus Christ forgave me of my sins. That's why I'm going to heaven. You're not a Christian because mom was a Christian. You're not a Christian because your dad was a Christian. And for the longest time, that was me. I'm a pastor's kid. My dad's a pastor. And for the longest time, I thought I was good because dad's a pastor. I get an in. I get, I get meted into the family. I get just smoothed into the family because I'm a pastor's kid. No, 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 no. You're not a Christian because your parents were Christians. You're a Christian because you repented of your sins. You're not saved because you get in a baptismal pool. You're not. You're saved because of grace 
because of the grace of Jesus Christ who shed his perfect blood on the cross to atone for your sins. And if you're trying to get saved by any other method, you're wasting your time and you're never going to be saved. And you're going to be a deceived Christian. The scripture has an example of that. Did you know that? In Matthew chapter 7, there is an example of a deceived person who thought that they were a Christian. They thought that they, were, they belonged to Christ. How, what's that example? It's in Matthew chapter 7. G, this, there's a person that stands in front of Jesus and says, but wait a minute, I was a good Christian person. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20, 23. We'll start in 23. Or actually 24. Now I take that back. We're going to start in verse 21. We're going to go back all the way. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father that is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did, you not, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew who you were. Depart from me, you who are workers of iniquity or lawlessness. So there's going to be a come a day when people are going to, they're going, to, they're going to stand in front of God and they're going to say, but Jesus, I was baptized. Jesus, I went to a church. Jesus, I went to a camp. And he's going to look at him and say, that's not how you're saved. How are you saved? We're saved by grace alone through faith alone in Jesus Christ. There is no magic prayer that you pray it is simply repentance. It is a stance of the heart. It is repentance of your sins and putting your faith and your trust and your hope in Jesus Christ alone. That is where you find salvation. You can never find salvation outside of what I just said. You're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone. And if you think, oh, I prayed that. I mean, I did the exact same thing. I prayed the prayer. Jesus, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And some guy slapped me on the back of the camp and said, you're in. I didn't understand what sin was. I didn't understand that I deserved God's wrath. I just didn't want to go to hell. I used Jesus as fire insurance. And I'm going to promise you, if you're using Jesus for fire insurance, you're not saved. On the authority of God's word, you're not saved. It's only when you understand that you're a sinner and you've broken over your sins and you repent and you put your hope, your trust, and your faith in Jesus Christ alone is, the, is that, that is the moment that you're saved. And so what you're going to see here in just a moment in this baptismal pool, you're going to see a picture of the gospel. The people that are getting baptized, they're going to preach a gospel sermon and they're not even going to say a word. It's the death burial and resurrection of Christ that is the gospel and we have to put our hope in that our hope is Jesus you love me enough to came you came to this world 2,000 years ago and you died on the cross for me you died on the cross because you wanted to seek and to save that which was lost I was lost and you came to seek and to save me and you pulled me out of hell you pulled me out of the, the, the depths of depravity and you made me righteous you're made righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross for you. How amazing is that? How incredible is that? So I want us to hear this. And Listen, if you're here today and you say, oh, Caleb, I've, I didn't know what the gospel was. I, I, I thought getting in the water was going to get me baptized. I thought, I thought just... 
being a good person was going to get me saved. Nope. You're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Alone. That's it, guys. That's the beauty of who Jesus is. You've been listening to a sermon audio resource from the ministries at First Baptist Church in Cedarvale, Kansas. We pray that this encourages you and challenges you on your walk this week with Christ. To find out more about what's going on at First Baptist Church in Cedarvale, you can go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Cedarvale First Baptist. Thank you and God bless.